0: I'm
1: in the studio with Jay Haleem. I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. I am 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 in the studio with Jay Haleem. You are now in the studio with Jay Halim. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Haleem, and we are back for another amazing episode of Starve Talk. This one is near and dear to my heart right here. You know, I, 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 y'all know how I am about my people. <laughs> I know how I am about my people, and... You know, I'm actually doing a book right now. I'm working on my my fourth book called We Won't Starve. And it's called The Power of Collaboration. And one of the principles in that is education. You know, um, and people always look like education. Everybody talking about education, but I'm not talking about it from A's and B's and 1, 2, threes. I'm talking about the things that, you know, as black people, we're not educated enough about. So our health, politics, you know, And um, the law, those are three things that I don't feel that we're we're missing out on. We can talk about financial literacy as well, but everybody always gravitate to the ABCs and one, two, threes. But this brother here, Dr. Tremaine Cooper, has decided to take the step. Entrepreneurship is not as easy as people say on social media (laughs) and definitely not in his field. He's taking the step to go ahead and bring you know, a pharmacy to the community of Columbia, South Carolina. So first of all, thank you so much, Dr. Cooper, for showing up and coming in here um, to this session. I really appreciate you taking out the time. I know you're super, super busy.
0: Man, thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to share this moment on your platform. And you're right, man. It's It's been a lot of work. And I am busy, busy, busy and exhausted. But, man, I got to keep pushing.
1: Yes. Yes. Again, thank you in advance. You know, I told you before we started recording, and definitely tell you again. Thank you so much for what you're doing, because again, I want my son to see stuff like this. I want to be able to tell my son that I know a black pharmacist that that's an entrepreneur, not just working for somebody. You know, because it's it's different. It's a different hat. And again, what people are showing, and this is you know what I see is self-employed individuals that saying they're telling entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. So it seems easy. Because it truly is easy to have a skill. You take pictures. You don't have to create a firm. Just take pictures. You make your own money. That's that. But that's not truly entrepreneurship. And so people are going to entrepreneurship and losing. But one thing I know for sure, in a business like yours, you can't play with that. You're not. You know. You're not selling pills on the internet <laughs> like that. Like it's some work right. that had to be done. There's no how, they, how the kids say. There's no capping in, in this situation, you got to have some real stuff. So let's just talk about your journey. Like, um uh, you know, what, what made you think about going into being a pharmacist to start with?
0: Man, so great question. So I guess I can start there. You know, I, I made the decision to become a pharmacist way back in high school. And so all of my adult life has been dedicated to, you know, becoming a pharmacist. And... I've worked as a pharmacist, a licensed pharmacist for nearly 15 years now. Mm. And so it has taken 15 years of working for somebody else to prepare me for you know, this moment of entrepreneurship. And so it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of studying, a lot of sacrifices, you know. but I, I stepped out and, you know, during the height of the pandemic, and really committed to this and, you know, I made, it, I made it a reality and I got the pharmacy open. And so it's been a tremendous blessing and it's by God's grace and mercy that I'm, I'm actually here in this position. And so, you know, I'm ready to get involved in the community in every way I can, you know, and, and, and do those kind of things that, you know, that you, that you talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, so you said in high school. So that conversation is different because if anybody, as uh, long as they're not blind, we, we, we got this audio and video. You know, this is a black man I'm talking to, right? So, no, he didn't decide to shoot basketball. You know, maybe he can play, but he, that wasn't what he said he wanted to do, go to the NBA. He didn't want to you know, be in the NFL. He didn't want to rap. He didn't want to sing, dance, none of that of us to act. He said he wanted to be a pharmacist in high school you know, what was the conversation like with the other brothers who was doing the other things or were you around other individuals who wanted to do something on that caliber at the time?
0: Man, you know, you know, some of my, you know, homeboys that I grew up with, you know, we're still friends to this day. And, you know, growing up in the neighborhood, man, they've, you know, they've cheered me on and supported me, you know, to this very day. And, you know, I wouldn't be who I am, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the people that I came up with, you know, that I still know today. Um, you know, there was a, an older homeboy um, that grew up in the neighborhood with me, who, you know, was going to pharmacy school as well. And so, you know, he was kind of my mentor. And so I kind of followed a long suit you know, followed in, you know, his footsteps and, you know, kind of did it. And, you know, now I'm doing my own thing, man. But, you know, I look back on that time in high school, you know, with the, my circle of friends, man. And, you know, we, we've remained tight all of this time, all these many years later, man. And, you know, still to this day, you know, they support me and, you know, encourage me. And so, you know, I'm grateful for, for everybody that I, I grew up with, that I knew during that time, you know, even you know, even to this day, and so, man, like the support of the community is, is has been amazing, and you know, and I just want to continue on in that in that same lane.
1: It's so funny, right? Um, last year I did a speech um, down in Aiken, South Carolina. With some young boys, and um, somebody said that they want to be a pharmacist, and so it was a group of kids, and I said I told them to come up, a group of young boys, and I actually got it on YouTube. And um, and I was like y'all, y'all all f so it's like four of them. And the one who wanted to be a pharmacist, everybody else had some crazy things. No, another one wanted to be something else that was in the medical field. And then the other two was kind of like, I right, entrepreneurship or something like that. And I said, uh, we made a joke because I said, okay, the pharmacist right here, he the one that's gonna have to loan all y'all money. <laughs> so I said because not because y'all gonna be bums, but. His thing is, as long as he stay in school and do what he say he's gonna do, his path is gonna be laid out. He gonna make the money. But uh, whoever's the entrepreneur is gonna be borrowing the most money until later on, once he finally figure it out. So, Absolutely. how was that transition with your homeboys? Like when they, they're going in their paths and you just going straight to where you go because you know, being a pharmacist for the most part, you get right to it. You know, you know what you need to do, and everybody else is still trying to figure out their way. How was yeah. that transition,
0: man? So. I mean, the transition for me, you know, back then and going forward, man, it was, you know, it was tough, man, because, you know, it's a lot of dedication and, you know, there's a lot of studying and, you know, you don't really get to be on the scene, you know, because you always got something to do. It's always work involved. And so, you know, that transition of, you know, being out amongst people and going from that to literally, man, just locking myself in my room or going to the library and studying all day, every day, just to keep up, man, that was a tough transition, man. So, you know, I talk to young people all the time, man, who want to, you know, go into the medical field in in any lane. Yeah. And it's going to be a commitment, you know, you're going to have to be committed to it if not they're gonna weed you out
1: i love it i love it they need to hear that though they, they really do need to hear that again because there's so much noise on social media on tiktok instagram facebook snapchat whatever you want to, whatever the kids are using even on the video games like it's so much noise and then the lot the, the biggest part the scariest part is so many lies it's so many misconceptions and so what is, what is one of the biggest misconceptions that you've heard or you've seen with people thinking about what it is that you do?
0: Man, so one of the biggest misconceptions that I hear a lot as a pharmacist is that all we do is count pills. <laughs> wow. Man, there is no way that we go to school as long as we do and study to the level that we study and take the courses at the level we take them to stand up and count pills, you know? And so there's That's so crazy. much that we are responsible for because you mentioned, you know, in the beginning, you know, the pharmacy industry is nothing to play with. Mm-hmm. So many regulations, you know, su- such a huge responsibility. And we have what's called the corresponding responsibility for the, the outcomes and the care of every patient that comes into our pharmacy and who we dispense medication to and who we, you know, who we counsel, uh, um, you know, who we counsel.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, definitely. The
0: responsibility is much broader than just counting pills.
1: <laughs> That's amazing to even think that, like, wow. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, you said you had a job, you worked for 15 years as a pharmacist. Let's talk about that because again, Everybody right now is like, how do I cut out the job? Everybody running from the big, bad boss man. <laughs> how important was it for you to get that experience under your belt before you stepped out on your own? Man, so,
0: you know, that, that's a great question because, you know, in my mind, the best place to start a business is in that which you know best. And so entrepreneurship is my dream. Even above being a pharmacist, entrepreneurship is my dream. And so all I've ever really known as an adult is pharmacy. And so, you know, because it's such a huge responsibility being a pharmacist and maintaining your license and staying up to date, you need that, well, I needed that work experience. And then given, you know, coming from where I come from with, you know, very little, you know, it it took a little longer for me to get to the type of person um, that would be prepared for this moment. And Mm. so, man, it has taken me every bit of them 15 years of working, you know, in different settings. You know, I worked retail. The last 10 years I worked in public health all of that combined, all of that experience combined for 15 years has prepared me for this moment. And so I needed every second of those yeah. 15 years to be able to handle such a, a major responsibility as opening a pharmacy.
1: Man, you said amazing things, man. It's one thing that stuck out to me that you said was that becoming the type of person. Wow. like People, the, people don't say that because it just okay, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. And again, a lot of times it's more self-employed and they don't understand the difference. But like, talk about that, talk a little bit more about that, that type of person to be able to handle that type of responsibility. The level of discipline that comes with that, man, speak on, speak to that.
0: Man, that's, that's exactly where I was going with it. You know, you have to be extremely disciplined to start a business. And so, because when you're a startup, such as myself, and you're starting from the ground, in the beginning, you are literally the everything yes. to your business, right? You're the, the owner, you're the HR, you're the accountant, you take out the trash, <laughs> you do the payroll, man, you are everything. Yeah you have to become the kind of person that's willing to sacrifice, Mm. right? You know, you have to have the kind of character to deal with all the different people and the different personalities that you're going to interact with if you want this to be successful. And so, you know, you got to be humbled and you got to, you know, know where your help comes from. And so all of those are personal development kind of traits that must go into anybody, if you ask me, if you are seriously considering being an entrepreneur.
1: I love it, I love it. And again, this is not what's taught, what's taught these days. You know, it's just, you can just do it, you can do it, you can do it. Yes, you can make a few dollars to survive, but if you really wanna run a successful business, this is not a test, it's not something that you just plan around with, it is a blueprint. And every, no matter what the business is, what your business is even super serious, but no matter what it is, is the same level of discipline has to come with it because some people think, oh, I automatically have an office. You might be doing your business don't have an office for five years, you know. Then you have, you know, you have employees. That thing of paying somebody before you pay yourself, people mm-hmm. can't never get around that part, <laughs> like, right? Because you start Absolutely. seeing, oh, I made, oh, oh, don't make three hundred thousand dollars and then you only bring home three thousand dollars. You're like. You know, <laughs> and then when your accountant starts saying you had a good year, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, well, you're in the black. That's what means you're a good year. Not just because you walked home with 300,000. They don't think about that part. And I'm sure in your business, the startup situation is a whole lot more harder. So talk about that, that situation, that process.
0: Man, listen, so man, you, you know, you're exactly right. And so, man, unless you come from, you know, a wealthy family, and you just got, you know, money set off to the side, man, it's gonna take a while before you can enjoy the fruits of your labor and of your discipline and, you know, of your business. And so, man, the startup process for me, even that has been a transition going from an employee to an owner. Mm-hmm. Man, I've had amazing people that have helped me, you know, they helped me, you know, get my business plan together, you know, they helped me, you know, with everything. And so I've relied on people that are much smarter than me, you know, within this industry, you know, to kind of bounce ideas and ask questions and, you know, follow their lead. And so they've made it much easier for me, but man. Starting up a business is no joke, Mm -hmm. right? There are things that as an employee, as an employee, you just don't get experience in doing. And you have a, like, I now have a a completely different outlook um, of, you know, me as an employee and me now as an owner of my own business. It's night and day. Yeah, and so yeah. man, that that process has been, you know, you know, it's it's a stretch, you know, it, it's stretching you, you know, you know, it's yeah. conditioning you, you, you know, you. I'm growing, you know, and I'm dedicated to becoming a better business owner, um, and so man, but that process is is tough.
1: Man, it's, it's so tough. funny. I it, I got a good friend who has a trucking company, and he was driving trucks for years before he decided to go off on his own. And I I remember I laughed like as if Kevin Hart told a joke with him when we had a conversation one time because he came to me and said the exact same thing you said because he was just dragging the owners of the company. Man, they make all that money and they got to do I got to get my own truck. I can't deal with it. I can't do this. Man, that joke, got. he got about 11 trucks now. So he's doing okay. He's doing well. But oh my God, dude, somebody crashed my truck. This happened. I... The guy's supposed to be going to pick up a load. I see. I checked the GPS. He's at his girlfriend's house. <laughs> I said, yeah. and look, you paid Petro. You still waiting to get paid. He want his check every week. Everything. I like. So, this is what y'all was giving the hell y'all was giving to y'all bosses. But y'all thought that that man was just taking all y'all money. He making all the money, giving y'all pennies. And it's just, they, they really get that misconception when you, as an employee, then you switch over Absolutely. to the employer side. You like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. Like I have a new level of
0: appreciation for my previous employers. Man, <laughs> it is a it's a responsibility, a major responsibility. You he wasn't that it.
1: bad at all. I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that things about him. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Let me go ahead and send
0: him and his wife some, a gift card or <laughs> something. Man, that is that's exactly right. That's yeah, exactly man. Right.
1: It's 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 crazy. You know, um when you start a business, a lot of times you're starting a business to solve a problem. So it's been pharmacies around long before you and I were born. So starting your business, so the city pharmacy, what what was the problem that you see that immediately you needed to solve?
0: Absolutely. So that's that's a great question. You know, many problems. If I have to drill down one problem, is that You know, over my 15 year career, you know, you know, I noticed that people aren't getting, you know, the right information necessary, you know, to ensure that they get the positive uh, results or the intended purposes from medication and different treatments. Yeah. And so, you know. That's one thing. One of the major reasons why I decided to start, you know, this pharmacy and commit to it during the pandemic is that, you know, in my previous job, you know, my role as a pharmacist was elevated in public health. And so, you know, I was out on the front lines, you know, during the height of the pandemic, making sure people got vaccines and You know, the people who wanted the vaccines, making sure they got it, going to different clinics, working with people from all different walks of life. And another thing I noticed during the pandemic is that the local community pharmacy, their profile was also elevated. And in uh, many, many ways they were on the front lines as well. And so the local community pharmacy became that place during the pandemic where people could go to get the right information, to get access to the things that they needed during the pandemic, vaccines, screenings, testings, all their other medications. And so I wanted to, you know, bring that same, um, you know, level of service, you know, right here in Columbia in, you know, in the community that I'm from. And so, you know, there there are many reasons that, you know, I can pull as, to why I decided to do it. But those two, I think, really capture everything that I want to try to accomplish with this.
1: Do you feel like, you know, um, black people are not um, trying to get the information or do you feel like the information is being withheld?
0: Man, that's a great question, right? Because I think, you know, black people are always seeking information and i don't know that information is being withheld but i i do think information isn't being passed along as effectively as it could
1: mm-hmm. i don't
0: think enough of the correct information is being put out there and so people get misinformation and make decisions about their health from misinformation mm. so there needs to be people dedicated to putting out the right information so that people can make smart decisions about their health. And so that's what I strive to do.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. You know, once you guys open your doors, since you open your doors, what was one, what is the feedback like from the community? Man, the, the
0: feedback has been amazing, man. Like, you know, people call, I'm proud of you. They stop by, they come in, do a tour. They come shake my hand. They come get a business card. You know, they're interested in the services and the things we provide. You know, they like the access. They like the location. Um, so, so the feedback has been phenomenal, man. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, you know, you know, it is a startup business. You know, I am a new business owner you know, folks still have to fill me out, you know what I'm saying, you know how, you know how it go, who, who's the new guy, we got Uh to kind of fill him out, Uh you know what I'm saying, so, you know, I anticipate, anticipate all of that, man, but the love and the support, man, that I've gotten from the community, from Black people, man, and I'm, and I'm proud to be, you know, a Black man that owns his own pharmacy, right, and so the, the love and support has been, has been phenomenal, man, and I just hope That translates into business. Yeah. No, and that so that we can really do some things in the community to give back, man. I'm completely humbled by this whole process, man.
1: Yeah, I, I believe it definitely will because again, a lot of times people open businesses that people that they think people want, but I believe you open the business that people need. And so that that goes a long way. Um, and we need that. This A pharmacy is a part of the community. You know, When I, I always talk to people and they say, hey, I want to start a business. Like, even me, you see what I have. Like, yes, I, it's not, we don't need more clothing lines. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We need to build a community. So we need a school. We need churches. We need the, you know a hospital. We need the, uh, our own pharmacy. We need the dry cleaners. We need, you know, grocery stores. We need those things that should be two blocks away from everybody's house or a block away from everybody's house or right at the corner. Not something that you know is frivolous and that can just go by the wayside. Um, so I think that it will be, and I know Columbia needs it. The kids in Columbia need it because they see, they get a chance to see somebody like yourself, and they say, "Oh, okay, maybe I can do that." As opposed to just you know looking at the rappers and everything like that. So you talked about the pandemic. Do you feel like that was the the, the thing that pushed you over the, pushed you over the top and said, "Hey, I, I got to get out here and do what I got to do,"
0: man? Absolutely. So, I mean, I can say that, you know, owning my own pharmacy has always kind of been at the back of my mind, mm-hmm. right? I've been a pharmacist, you know, 15 years. And so I've considered all options, you know, um, you know, within this industry, man, but going, you know, going through the pandemic, the pandemic was tough, man, for a lot of us, Yeah. You know? In many ways, it was great for me because my son was born, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. Congratulations. Man, thank you. Thank you. He'll be two next month. Um, and then, you know, you know, the pharmacy, you know, committed to getting the pharmacy open. But man, like during the pandemic, man, it's just that the role of the pharmacist yeah. was elevated. And, you know, it was clear that, you know, we are we play central roles um in the community, kind of like what you what you just mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, I prayed about it and, you know, I had been, you know, doing research. And, you know, I just said, you know, in twenty, you know, October twenty twenty is really commit to doing it. Yeah. You know, and i I made it happen.
1: Yeah, you definitely did that. Like I said, I when I I was like, Yeah, this is this is it. We need to this is what we need to have a conversation about. And again with this show, I just wanted to break up the 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 nonsense, you know, um, you hear these people and they're always talking about the boats and the, and, and the yachts and all this other stuff like that. And it's never the, how you got there, because when you tell your story, uh, you know, how you say in the Bible, you overcome by your testimony. So like uh, somebody else needs to hear exactly what happened for two reasons. Either they can follow the same path or they can find a better one where they don't go through the same bumps and bruises that you did. And if we just telling them about the yacht, I went from nothing to the yacht, nothing to the Rolls Royce, nothing to the mansion. How do I do the same thing? How do the next person do the same thing? You know, so what I would say, what, what's some of the opportunities that you guys plan to provide for as far as employment for the community? And oh,
0: absolutely. Can- so, you know, that's one of the, 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 the first things, you know, I wanted to put in place you know with you know with the pharmacy and so you know I reached out um you know cuz I you know going through college you know I uh, went to Midland's Tech for a little bit mm-hmm. um and so you know, I reached out to Midland's Tech cuz you know they have a pharmacy technician program there
1: love Midland's Tech shout out to Midland's Tech because you know, a lot of people in the in the community don't talk about Midland's Tech Midland's Tech has paid my bills for, for some times and there the programs there I would have never known um, because when I came here, I went to Benedict. When I when I came here, everybody looked at Midlands Tech like it was you were doing a bad thing to go to Midlands. Nah, Midlands Tech is is that deal, and they and they supported me. I, I've I've worked with Midlands Tech on multiple projects, so shout out to Midlands Tech,
0: man. Salute the Midlands Tech, man, because on you know before I go back to answer your question, along my journey to pharmacy school, you know Midlands Tech. You know I was I was at Midlands Tech for. a wow man and you know taking courses like all my elective courses and yeah. courses and so shout out to Midlands Tech had it not been for Midlands Tech man I you know I probably would not have been able to get into pharmacy school at USC but I reached out to Midlands Tech because you know I know they have a lot of programs and I remember going through there and you know a lot of different programs and I know they have a pharmacy technician program and so I reached out you know, wanting to partner with Midlands Tech, you know, to get pharmacy technicians through the pharmacy. And so, man, they was, they was receptive of that from the jump. And yeah. you know, they offered me a position on their pharmacy technician advisory committee. Love it. So absolutely. So I jumped on that and, and that's been awesome. And so I've had students come, you know, um, you know, I got students here, you know, not now, but doing business hours, Midlands Tech students come in and, you know, they learn the pharmacy world and I try to give them everything that I know and I've learned, you know, from the pharmacy industry in my 15 years, even as a student, you know, so, you know, that'll, that's over 20 years if you want to consider yeah. that, um, you know, I've actually hired a former Midlands Tech student who came through, um, Wow. You no. Know, yep. She she's one of my pharmacy technicians, and so, man, like putting stuff like that in place, man, is gonna be, you know, essential for how I move forward with this pharmacy.
1: Yeah, man. You know, people don't know because again, everybody trying to get their own little piece of money, but I tell people all the time: big businesses and in, in real big business, you know, the employees mean a lot. Mm. You know, your profit is in the people you hire. You <laughs> know. Not in okay, I made a couple of dollars and I had to find nobody to pay. Like, no, your profit is in the employees that you hire. You know, you think about why Walmart makes a lot of money. They sell everything cheaper, but they can pay people low money. It's in the employees, you know, you making all that money paying people pennies, that's where their their profit is coming from. Cause it's not from selling everything at the lowest cost. So you playing a different game, you know, and then you you're positioning yourself to grow and to be Something great. You know, one of the worst things I ever saw, I was actually taking a class at Midlands Tech about six, seven years ago. And um, it was an entrepreneur, a local entrepreneur came in and spoke. And he had an amazing business, but he didn't want to grow it. And because he was scorned by what happened to him at one point, he was uh, at a job, he was overlooked. And he just was like, I, I just started my business just because I didn't want to be working for nobody else. But he had something that was very good and he didn't want to grow it because, you know, he just, that's all he wanted. He just didn't, he didn't, he, I want to work, but I don't want to, you know, put, I don't want to even go through that. I don't want to do nothing wrong to nobody. And I don't want nobody doing nothing wrong to me. And we, that's what you said, but becoming a type of person to understand the sacrifice that it is to become an entrepreneur, I always say is the most selfless thing you can do, not selfish.
0: Absolutely. You
1: agree with that?
0: Man, I, you know, I definitely agree with the selflessness of becoming an entrepreneur. Um, you know, you, you know, you're gonna, you know, eventually you're going to reap the benefits of a successful business. You know, if you operate your business correctly. Um, but you, you know, you go into entrepreneurship, most people, you know, going to entrepreneurship, like you said, because they wanna, they wanna solve problems, they wanna give back, you know, they want to bring in great employees and, you know, um, educate them and train them up, you know, so that they can be successful. And so, man, you really do put everything that you want to the side for the success of your company so it very much so is um, a selfless endeavor.
1: Absolutely. And and I mean, and even just think about what you've done. Now, uh, somebody will move their family closer to where you are if you have a pharmacy there as opposed to a clothing store. You understand what I'm saying? So when you start to think about your business and the type of business, another business might want to be next to a pharmacy as opposed to another chicken joint. You know what I'm saying? So like when you start thinking about, all right, yes, I'm going to make the money. The money is there. But when I put the right business in the right position, you know, when you go to business school, it's location, location, location. People still think, people think that went away. That hasn't gone anywhere just because of social media. That's still one of the first rules of business. And when you plant your business and as soon as you put a pharmacy, everything went up. Because now the people that's in your block might be even more healthy because they got access. People want to stay to at least certain amount of miles or less than a mile away from a hospital, a children's hospital, you know, in which is not too far. You know, then you have where you are, then you are close to the highway. You got all like, everybody thinking about this, the school districts, all of that stuff come into play. Nobody's like, how can I get close to a clothing store, <laughs> or let me be close to the chicken joint. You know what I'm saying? So just teaching people like it's being selfless when you're t- deciding to take the right business and put it in the right location. You know that that's gonna bring other business, and and the more business, the more um economic I mean, commerce that's going through that area, it ra- it raises the property value, it raises the coinage of for everybody. So they don't think about that. It's like your little couple dollars <laughs> could be magnified by times ten if if the ecosystem is set up properly
0: absolutely
1: you know so we, we we just have to think like that so speaking of that you know Columbia, i can say if you really get tapped into the business market um the city county um local state they 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 will help out a lot so have anybody reached out to you and talked about how you can partner with them as well from those off from like the city offices and things of that nature
0: well so i'm so where i am I'm in, uh, I mean it's Columbia, but I'm in the Lexington County part mm-hmm. of Columbia. Mm-hmm. So there have been uh, folks that have reached out from you know different businesses and organizations, and you know wanting to partner. You know one, you know, you know I work with, you know, like I'm a partner with the Chamber, the Columbia yeah. Chamber you know, and they're plugging me in, you know, with folks all over the city, you know, I'm new. And so, like I mentioned earlier, you know, folks still trying to, you know, feel me out and that kind yeah. of thing. But man, like the opportunities, man, that what, what you're talking about to partner with different organizations and government entities, man, I think is, you know, I think it's endless. And so, you know, places like DHEC and, you know, yes. RADAC yes. and, you know yes. all of these different places, man. Um, and so we can really, we can really do some things, especially right here in in, in this community. And so you definitely you know, can all for that. Absolutely,
1: you definitely can. And um, literally, we're I'm working actively now with um the diabetes campaign for DHEC, and that's ran by you know um the person who's spearheading that is is, is a black woman. So. You know, and she she knows what time it is, and, I, and she's not she's in Charleston now. But I think that she you do definitely need to get with her, and I'll connect you afterwards. Let you know, but yeah, this it's it's a lot, you know. And I just I'm just in awe about this situation because we need to see this, and so I want to tell my kids about it and say, hey, look, this is what you need to do because this is an option. It, it ain't always about the basketball. My son plays basketball, but I tell him all the time, that's your hoop dream as long as you want it but I'm not going to force you. You ain't got to make the NBA for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Just do, your, I'm going to support you doing what you want to do, but I want to give you the exploratory phase of life to where you can see this, see that, see what I'm doing, see what another brother doing. And that, now you can choose, not just, oh, I have to do this because I got to take care of the family or, you know, I didn't have anything, so I got to take whatever somebody dangle in front of me. You know, that is not what a kid should have to do. You know, a kid should have options comfortably and to be able to make a, um, a sound decision with knowing that he, has, he or she has support behind him. So, you know, with my acronym, Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day, thinking about your journey from where you started to where you are now, what does that acronym say to you? Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day?
0: Man, where do I start? You know, so... Man, standing tall for me is accepting—you know—accepting you know, accepting responsibility for the type of life you want, mm. and and doing the things necessary to position yourself to have that kind of life in that kind of future, and. Focusing on that, you know, like a laser, like having tunnel vision, if you will, on that which you want to accomplish and not allowing distractions, you know, to enter in and knock you off course. It goes back to that discipline thing, you know. To me that to me that to me that's standing tall and you know, reclaiming victory every day, man. And, like, as you're going through and, you know, you're going through the process and, you know, you're, you're, you're achieving your goals, just making sure you remain humble and never forgetting where you come from and giving back to the community and the people that have held you down along the way, Hmm. keeping them around you, man. Like, to me, that's, you know, that's the reclaiming of the victory. Like, keeping everybody together and keeping the family together, man. And, you know, as we move together as a family, man, I think, you know, that's victory for us. Right. Cause that's, you know, that's yeah. how I used to be back in the day. Yeah, you know definitely. what I'm saying? We used to move as a unit. Yeah, And so as a community. And so, you know, to me, that's the reclaiming of the victory. So if all of us have that mindset going forward, man, you know, we can we can get some major things accomplished
1: i i i totally agree i always say when i uh, for me the standing tall reclaim victory every day is, is based on a decision because a lot of times we're we're um, waver in our decision you know, you make a decision and you got to fight for it every day you know when you going you decide you going someplace, you got to go there I, I don't like plan b's i like contingencies but i don't like plan b's because plan B means I told you I'm going to New York and then I changed my mind and started going to Miami. No, I might say I'm getting on 95 to go to New York and 95 is shut down, I'm gonna go on 85 and then, or I'm gonna jump in on a bus or I'm gonna get on a plane, but I'm going to New York. That, the decision is the decision, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm standing tall every day on this decision and I'm reclaiming victory. Every time I get further than I was the day before, that's a victory. You know, I'm making sure that I'm not going to be in the same place that I was and I'm going to be closer to my destination every single day. And I see that in you because you said it. This is what you wanted to do since high school. You know, it's so many brothers and sisters that are in their 30s and their 40s and they're, like, miserable or they can't tell you what they want to do because they never tried anything or they never had a a thing, that the thing that they wanted to do in high school, somebody told them, that it would have been better doing something else. And so they tried that. Then they went down the rabbit hole for five years, Then they found something else, and they went down another rabbit hole. Then 20 years, of their life is messed up, and then now they're like, I just figured out what I wanted to do. And it's hard for them because now you got kids, you got this, you got these other commitments, and you're trying you're scared to leave your job. You've been burnt 500,000 times. So to highlight a brother like yourself who in high school knew what you wanted to do, and now you're doing it. You went about it, I would call it the right way. Everybody has their own thing, but not just having a job because you got to make some money, but a job teaches you how to do what you're doing. You learned something. You you wasn't just doing it, making a paycheck. You actually learned skills that nobody can ever take away from you. Even if something happened, you can teach it. You can tell people, like, you know what you know. So you're going to always be able to feed your family off of the knowledge that you have and that's, that means a lot. And my second book, that's the first thing I say, you got to learn how to hustle while you work because your job is your first investor and is your training ground. So trying to jump into entrepreneurship is cool. I want you to come in there. I think, they, you know, can get in. But if you got a chance to get a job, let that pay for certifications. Let that pay for training. Let that, you know, you learn the, the, the knowledge. You were able to meet some people. We able to shake some hands and kiss some babies. So when you step out of that boat, you can actually walk on water because you walked around the water plenty of time with somebody holding your hand. And so now you actually know how to do it. So for you, i like to salute you and thank you for just having the guts, you know, to do something like this because it's needed. It's a lot of other flashy businesses. (laughs) It's a lot of other, you know, things that's cooler that everybody's going to understand, but you stuck to your guns. And that should be commended. So I definitely appreciate you for doing that.
0: Man, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Not a problem.
1: Not a problem. I want you to let everybody know, you know, your website, the address, everything about everything you need, everybody to know about your company, and the organization, everything you're trying to do, any events you got coming up, anything you need, put it out there right now. We're going to have it up on the screen for everybody to see.
0: Absolutely. So... I'm Soda City Pharmacy and compounding. We at 380 St. Andrews Road. Phone number here is 803-766-2015. Please visit the website, www.sodacitypharmacy.com. Man, we're open for business. We're ready to go. We're taking new prescriptions. We want everybody to transfer their prescriptions over. Man, we we you know we thank everybody for the opportunity to allow us to earn your business. And we want to be here in this neighborhood, in this community and, you know, come on through, stop by anytime. I'm always in here. You know, <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting everybody Um, and we're ready to go.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Listen, y'all heard that right there. If you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, you definitely need to stop in there and just shake his hand, you know, shake his hand get to know them, you know, but, um, this is a serious thing. I, again, I am overjoyed about knowing that there's a brother here in Columbia, South Carolina that actually has this type of business because it's needed. I don't want to hear anything else about no more clothing stores. I don't want to hear, you know, saying so, that stuff is needed too, at some point, but I mean, I just want us to learn how to build communities, and building communities. mean we got to have businesses that that's needed and not just things that we want. It's a it's a um a grocery store that's not there on St. Andrews that used to be there. You know, right right there. So that like that's needed. So my brothers and sisters who got some paper, go ahead over there, put some money together and open that grocery store back up. It wasn't good for Walmart, it wasn't good for Bilo. why because they, they you know, they're national companies, they, they they couldn't make it, but some people around here it would be just enough money for you guys. Stop that brother, for that sister, or that mother or that father from having to get an Uber or go someplace and go all the way to Walmart on Harbison or go all the way to KJ's from St. Andrews and Broad River or go all the way down on you know, each side of Broad River. Like, put something right there so that pharmacy is right there. They're not going to have to go all over the place. And CVS and them got enough money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So get this brother some money so he can get another one on the other side of town, and then he gets to get one down in Charleston and, and the upstate and all that other stuff like that. So y'all go ahead and support, 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 and we will support you. We will do what we need to do to help promote you, brother. And again, y'all know, I told y'all was going to be exclusive, but y'all know how I am, man. I like things that like this because it's near and dear to my heart. Entrepreneurship is great. I teach it, but I want it to mean something to us. And so this right here means something. Listen, follow us. As you already know, YouTube backslash Starve Talk. Hit the subscribe button. You know we on www.jhalim.com, www.iwonstarve.com. Get up on this right here. You're going to see this, brother. And again, we are definitely going to do some other things, man, because this is major. But until then, get with us next week on Starve Talk. Talk to you guys soon.
0: I'm in the studio with Jay Halleen I'm in the studio with Jay
1: Halleen I am in the studio with Jay Hallleen I am in the studio with Jay Holeen I'm in the studio with Jay Hallen you are now in the studio with Jay Hallleen. <laughs>